This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little pink lady apples. It's me, Allison. I just learned that that's a kind of apple, the pink lady. And I feel a little bit like, how is it that I'm this old and I'm just learning there's some other kind of apple that I've never heard of? Gary, have you heard of pink lady apples? I have not heard of such things. Yes, I saw it on a menu and I pink lady apple and I said, <clears throat> it was part of a dessert. And I said to Daniel, is that some kind of liquor? Or maybe I said liqueur because I'm fancy. I don't know. But he said, no, that's a kind of apple. As if I had said, what's an apple? Was this at your fancy Topanga dinner that you spoke about on the Adam Carolla show? It was. So there was mice and pink lady apples. Yeah, I guess I should tell that story now for people here that people who are listening to this who are like, what are you talking about? I'll just tell you real fast. So Topanga Canyon is this really pretty um, place in L.A. sort of actually – is it north of Santa Monica? I don't know. It's a canyon. You take a windy road to get up there, and a bunch of hippies live there. It's it's cute and quaint, and um, and I don't know. Like that that appeals to me. That those kind of little roadside mystical, um, enchanting places with string lights. But at the same time, it is also exceedingly new agey and when they um, pour your water they tell you that it's been filtered this way and this way and there's no fluoride and no chlorine which is you know great thank you for not including chemicals or whatever but I don't need to know that degree of it and everything's locally sourced and it feels like a Portlandia sketch so anyway we're outside at this restaurant on a patio and I see a mice go across a mouse (laughs) just one mice (laughs) I see a mouse scurry across people who've been following me for a while know I don't enjoy mice. When I lived in New York in one of my apartments, we had them, and it was um, it was deeply upsetting. I did a lot of blog writing about it. I could go into it, but I'm not going to. Uh, I'm just going to say that I don't I don't love <clears throat> mice. So anyway, I was I did that thing where I kind of pulled my feet up and had this look like um, I just saw something awful on my face. And then this this uh, woman, so it's sort of like there's a tiered seating, and this woman in from a table cut near us leans over and she's like, oh, is there a critter? And the other people that she's sitting with are, they're discussing whether there's a little critter. And I say, yes, there's a critter. And she's like, oh, what is it? And I say, it's a mouse. And then I think she sees the look on my face and she's like, we are outside, you know, I hope you're not bothered by it. And then instead of being like, fuck, yes, I am. I was shamed by her having reached a more enlightened plane of existence. And also she was um, like older than me by about 30 or 40 years, and she was literally on a higher level than I was, literally, so she's leaning down at me, and so then I was like, oh, and I changed my whole expression to try to look as if I was happy to see a mouse, when really I wasn't, because then I explained this on the Adam Carolla show, how do I know it's not going to crawl up my pant leg and into my butt, or my vagina? I mean, I don't, I would prefer mice keep away from both. Get that drop. (laughs) When I used to freak out over mice, the ones that were in my apartment, uh, I used to think, what is it? Like, like if there were a bird in my apartment, I think it would be surprising, but I don't think I would be so uh, unsettled by it. And like, what is it about mice that is so unsettling? And then I was trying to figure out, like, what is at the root of mouse phobia, which there's actually a name for it, but I forget what it is. Um, and people will say it's because they spread disease or whatever, and I don't think that's what it is. I think it's the fear of it crawling into an orifice. Gary, are you down with mice and rats? I'm not down with them. I'm, I definitely have a bigger problem with rats than mice. Yes. But I would not be comfortable if there was a bird in my 
in my domicile. Well, see that when I would make that argument, people would then say, when I would say, I mean, if there were a bird in my apartment, that wouldn't be as bad. And then they're like, oh, no, that would be just as bad. Uh, no, no, birds are really dirty and uh, spread diseases. So Do I you think a bird would be worse? I think a bird could – I think a bird has the potential to cover more more ground quickly. Get and, Chris in here. Chris, come here. And by the way, it's called uh, musophobia. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, like M-U-S-O, right? Uh-huh. Chris, we're taking an informal poll. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's, what's up? We're taking an informal poll. Which is more alarming, having a mouse in your apartment or a bird? Not in a cage. Just like you look one day and, holy shit, there's a bird. Holy shit, there's a mouse. Oh, mouse. It's worse, right? Mouse is way worse. Thank you. Yeah, it's just it's, it's scary. Yes, but that's – we're trying to figure out why though. And my argument is because who knows where it could crawl. It could crawl into your orifices, orifici, orifi. Yeah, and also I would hate to accidentally step on a mouse. Yes. Oh, <gasps> that's how I discovered that I had mice in my apartment in New York. I was just walking one day from one room to the next and then I felt like I was – it happened very fast. I stepped on something that felt soft. It almost felt good. That's the weird thing. But then like, I felt like I was dragging something, almost like I thought that I, I was dragging an extension cord. And I looked down, and the cuff of my jeans was like dragging a dead mouse. That was the beginning. I should have moved okay, then. Okay, yeah. Dead mouse as a discovery, that's really bad. Uh, actually, yes, but lo- finding... That there's live mice in your apartment. Much more startling. Yeah. yeah. And I see at a certain point, eventually we just called an exterminator, and which is what we should have done from eventually. the beginning. Eventually. eventually. It took a while. Oh, my God. We like – we you guys bought, have a seance before that? Like what? The apartment uh, – the apartment management. <laughs> it sounds like you broke down on the side of the road and just stared at the car for like three days and then you're like, fuck it. We'll call AAA. Like, yeah, of I course know. you call an exterminator. No, we'll see the apartment um, – management company had an exterminator that came that guy just i think that he just like sprayed um imaginary water in different directions and then left he he did a seance basically like he was useless so i brought i called an exterminator like our own person and he came in and that solved everything and i remember he smelled really good and he was my hero but no it took us a while because first because everyone always says, like, oh, if you have mice, all you have to do is just find – oh, you're dismissed, Chris. Thank you very much. You can hang out if you want, though. Um, you guys, that was Chris Maxipata Loxamana, who appears on the Thursday show. Anyway, they're always like, um, you know, just figure out where they're coming in and just stop up any holes and don't leave anything out and blah, blah, blah. And it's much more complicated than that. But anyway, and then we stupidly bought those things that are supposed to emit a, a sound wave that mice don't like, which is insane. Like, that was just a waste of money. And then, yeah. And plus, in New York, the mice are very – like, they, they don't get caught in traps. They just run right around them. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. The whole board up anything that – you know, where they're getting in, that's fine if you own a home. But in yeah. an apartment building, that's a lot harder. Right. You don't necessarily have access to all that. Right. It w- yeah, it was – it was super unpleasant, but then I had this realization one day, which was, or not a realization, it was a, it was like a, it was a rationale. It was a rationale that would allow me to keep doing drugs, except I don't know what the drugs are in this scenario. I'm just saying it was one of those like stupid uh, bits of acrobatics that you go through. Um, drugs are not involved. That was a poor example, a poor metaphor. What I'm trying to say is I was like, they're, they are living things and they're animals and they're in my apartment and they're here every day. 
So maybe I could just adjust. I sound like that hippie in the canyon. Like my sister, when I hear her rustling around, I'm not upset. I just, I'm just like, hey. So maybe if I give these mice names, <laughs> then in the morning when I see them, I'll just think, oh, hey. But so I named them Rob, Chad, after the Lowe's. And I forget the third one. I'll have to look at my blog. Anyway, it didn't work at all. I was still freaked out by them. Uh, anyway, yeah, pink lady, it's an apple. <laughs> it was a really long detour. Did we have an iTunes comment? Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. I mean, I'm familiar with Granny Smith, with Red Delicious, with Fuji. And even Honeycrisp, that, that was the most recent one I learned about, and that was a couple years ago, and I had that same feeling of how are there apples I've never heard of. Not that I'm some kind of fruit expert. I'm just saying. I feel like I know what's going on in the apple world, and then it turns out I don't. All right. This week's iTunes <laughs> comment of the week comes from Chansky J, and it is titled, Giddy as a Schoolgirl. <laughs> I was introduced to ARIYNBF through the Adam Carolla podcast via my brother, Josh. I don't usually like to give him credit for anything, but in this case, I must. If you were a listener, spoiler alert, you might remember Josh as the stand-up wiper who offended the porcelain punisher and overused the term, the brown, in a spectacular email about proper bathroom techniques. This was an email that we read on a recent Thursday episode of my show where we're having a raging debate about wiping etiquette, sitting down or standing up, etc. Correct. And he did overuse the brown. He did. Uh, it was... Uh, it was, it was gross, and I have a pretty high gross tolerance. The comment continues to say, What you don't know about him is when his email was featured on that fateful episode, he was as giddy as a schoolgirl. I received text after text while he was listening to the conversation unfold. The fact that ARIYNBF can turn a 33-year-old man into a swooning teen girl over proper wiping techniques is a real testament to Allison's relationship with her fans and how good the show really is. I realize you might think I sound condescending, but that is not my intention. As I would have turned into a skitty, <laughs> as I would have turned into a giddy schoolgirl as well. I guess what I'm saying is that I'd really appreciate this being read as an iTunes comment, so I can rub it in his face. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. You're turning us into a skitty cool girl. I'm sorry. I'm tired. No, I think I thought it was funny, <laughs> it and was. I thought it was cute. Well, thank you. Where, where? So you were just out of town. Where were you? Or we're we not talking about that. I was in New York. For what though? Uh, my best friend got engaged. That's exciting. And yeah. you were there for – was it like an engagement party or – Yeah, there was uh, – he proposed to her by himself and then there was a dinner, a small dinner and then a, a larger cocktail party after. Mm -hmm. And this is like my closest friend and I I happened to be there the night they met a couple years ago in New York. So I know her very, very well also. So he asked me – he called me and said kind of half-heartedly like, it would be cool if you could come. And I just decided it was a nice thing to do. So. Oh, that's really sweet. How did he do it? Do you know? Yeah, I do. Um, he They took their dog for a walk um, along the East River, and he did it there. And then shortly thereafter, a homeless man accosted them and uh, started lecturing them on not having a water bowl for their dog with them. Jeez. Yeah. Did the homeless man have a dog? No. He just had strong thoughts on... Apparently, and, and he hadn't Who seen them... Who brings a water bowl with them? Uh, yeah. They were a block from their apartment. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like they were out on, you know... Yeah. Sticks. Did he now? Did he have a ring? Did he propose with a ring? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Did and he know what kind of ring she wanted, or did he just go go out? It on was a, a it was a family ring that he had modified, oh. like sort of towards her taste. Nice. Well, congratulations to them. Yeah, they're great people. I'm very happy for them. It was really fun. 
And thank you for the iTunes comment. If you would like your iTunes comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, just leave us a nice comment. And uh, maybe it'll be an iTunes comment of the week. And click five stars because that is our favorite number. Um, Also, you might need our ringtone. It's this one. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. That ringtone um, is now available in the iTunes store. And you can get it by searching, hey, go fuck yourself from your iPhone. Would have been perfect for that homeless dude. It really would have. Yeah. Yeah, people have been writing, telling me about all the times that it comes in handy yeah it's great yeah and it could be a text tone i have it as one of my text tones do you have it set to certain people's texts sure do no one you know (laughs) certainly not you you're looking at me like you think it's you no no so i was looking at well part of it was like i think it's me and then part of it was like hmm this is very interesting i'm gonna have to listen for when your phone makes that noise okay you guys here is the episode with ian bag he is a very funny comedian and i think very nice guy yeah and a super nice guy and also much taller than i uh realized once he stood up next to me i was like wow yeah where were you hiding all that height apparently it was in his legs (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, where we hide it Oh, yeah, I know. You have you sport similar height. I, I think do. you guys are the same height, 6'5". Yeah. Wow. It's Can nice I... to be able to look somebody in the eye for once. It's rare. So did you, now did you spot him as a fellow tall person right away? Well, I'd seen his stand-up special, and it's – you can always tell when somebody's over, like, 6'2". they just I don't know. They just look weird in relationship to the other things on stage. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe, maybe when I say you can't, I mean I can't. Yeah. Like, I just always am looking out for that. I don't know. I just always assume people that you see on TV are small. So, like, it's a surprise that Conan is tall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always – it is surprising. I assume most people on TV are small, but then it's surprising when you meet them and they're way smaller than you would even assume. Right. Yeah. I am now going to have to be attuned to seeing when people look weird in relation to other things on stage. That's the new thing I'm going to be aware of. Yeah, you start You've to cursed me with this. The uh, the mic stand, the amount of extension there is right. in between the thing in the middle where you can turn it to extend it. If you know, on the average, you know, comic or or actor or something like that, it's going to be shorter on the top after the thing. Mm-hmm. But with like Ian, for example, it's either equidistant or taller on the top. It's a hot tip from Gary. Listen, I feel like this, this is a new been, segment. This has been hot. mic talk with Gary. <laughs> All right, here's the episode. I love you guys, and um, and here it is. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, do wavy pencil pants again. Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm here with comedian Ian Bag, and I think right before I started talking, he started choking. I started choking because I had no idea I had to be best friends with you. Yeah. According I'm to sorry. the song. I listened to all songs and I live by them. Really? Which, hence the 80s, I had big hair. <laughs> well, it's okay. Okay. Are you afraid of friendship? Uh, I'm not afraid of friendship. I love friendship. I'm afraid of ending friendships. Oh. Yeah, therefore, I don't get into friendships because they might end. Right. Yeah. You you like people too much. That's why you have yeah. to avoid them. I live too hard. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> Same. I feel like I'm looking in a mirror right now. So the the way that 
this happened, this right. being you coming on my show, is yeah. that I received a text from Burt Kreischer, one of our guests. From his love. man cave. That's right. And it said, Allison, you have to have Ian Bag on your show. He's hilarious. Have to. He'll have a great time or something like that. And I, I said, okay. Because um, when Burt Kreischer says jump, I say. You go. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. And then in the midair, you say, how high am I supposed to continue on? Right. Yeah. Can I come down now? Because yeah, yeah. I'm gripping onto yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, you're fantastic, Bert. Please let me dance for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and well, And then I listened. Someone said to me, did you hear what he said about you on his episode? It was really nice. So then I listened to that part. <laughs> Which is like an asshole. But he did say really nice things about he he described my show in in a really nice way. And while so it was it was an episode of his show that you were on. That's right. And during the show he texts Yeah, during he does it. What's the he past, past tense of texts texted. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's been around long enough to have a past tense. Oh, it needs to get one. Yeah. Uh he did text me. <laughs> textiled. He textiled me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so so that was live. It was yeah. a live text. Yeah. And I wrote back probably during the show. During the show, you agreed. And yeah. I was like, this is a big day for me. I'm booking two things at the same time. I know. But the thing is. And then is, Gary contacted me. And I know. Then and things then things got crazy. It all started falling into place. And I like your directions because you guys show a picture of where you're supposed to end. I know. That, that's Gar- awesome. That's that all Gary. That is the smartest thing that is, ever. I know. That Thank is all you. Gary. That is like Brilliant. I feel like that. Just right there, that is the difference between Gary and me. Because if I was trying to direct someone somewhere, I would barely even give them the address. Really? I'm just too disorganized. <laughs> like, I don't have it nearby, and I would have to look it up. Like, every time I try to give someone the address of the studio, right. I have to type it in the, the Google search bar. to. Fi- no, every time I'm trying to give someone a mailing address, I have to type the part of it I know, which is the street address, into the search bar to get the zip code. Ah. Whereas Gary... like. Every time I see that Gary's done that, I admire that he has a photo at the ready that he can send someone because it is hard to figure out which building it is from the street. It's very impressive. It stays on my desktop because no one – you can't find it. It's the, the address is written on a label maker on the mailbox. You but, can't yeah. see that from your But TV. if everybody took a picture of their, their place and told you, it would make life so much easier I going know. to parties, everything like that. Even, even this, though this one would be more hard to find because when I went and did Burt's, I parked down the street. I was nowhere near it. I was, and then he just happened to walk by, and I was like, "Hey, I guess you live here." And he's like, "No, I live down there." So I walked two blocks to his house from where I parked. How convenient that he was just hanging out outside. Uh, he's, he's weird, and he he wears uh, weird workout clothing. It's not good to see him when he's walking. Oh, he wears. It was exercise walking. When yeah, he saw him? I'm surprised he didn't have those poles. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I love him, but sometimes I'm like, why with that shirt? Yeah, why with the vortex shirt? Cut okay. off. Yeah, I feel fair. lucky that I saw him in relatively normal clothes, but. Yeah. When I went to his house, because I did his podcast too, he was hanging out outside in the front ah. as if to to intercept me. That's funny. <laughs> and there were some other guys with him too. And I thought, is this a Strangers? podcast with a bunch of people? No. It was the, the previous guests. Oh. Yeah. So he did a bunch on one day. Yeah. Made oh. me feel less special. Yeah. I feel – did you do a lot today? Did you no. Do this is the only, it's oh. the only one we're doing in, for, in this year. This year? Mm-hmm. It's our annual Fantastic. podcast. That would, be, that would be so much easier to do a podcast than if you only had to do it once a year. I know. Um, Think about it, iTunes. <laughs> but here's the thing. I actually knew who you were before Bert texted me because I think that we might have done Red Eye together. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I know you from Red Eye. I'm fairly sure. Were you in New York when yes. I did it in L.A.? I was in. I used to live in New York, and so I used to do it all the time. Right. And it will have, did you ever do it in New York, or were you always in always LA? in LA? Okay, then yes. Okay, that's how. Okay, and that's that is why I, I have sort of a 
uh, um, not fully fleshed out memory of it. It's because we did not actually meet. We were just probably on at you the get, same time. Yeah. Okay. So yes. I was I was in a little box. That's right. And you guys, you guys were all together, and I in just kind table. of piped up every once yes. in a while. And get this, I have talked about you with the makeup artist at that LA at the, at Fox LA? satellite place because when I've done anything there. Um, Erica, do you know who I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, okay, really yeah. Really nice. She's really nice. She's a big fan of yours because because on more than one occasion she has said this is this is a while ago. I'm sure she still is though. I just haven't seen her in a long I time. Just, I don't even know if that is. Do they even bring LA guests in anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, I think that all they're like right. nope, yeah. no, nope, we're gonna have to go with more southern states. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that they bring anyone in on satellite. Like maybe occasionally they will, but usually they don't. Or they don't. Huh? I don't I haven't think done so. It forever. Well, anyway, Erica, makeup artist. Uh, she would always ask if I if I know you and I know who you are, and she would say how funny you are. And I think she went to one of your shows. Yeah, she came to a uh, taping of something. Yeah, she she's That's been right. to a couple of shows. She's yeah. really and her uh, her boyfriend at the time, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like them. They're very nice people. This is so unprofessional. I, but do you do you, did you happen to ever get her contact info? Because there's been times when I I've didn't. been like, I love how she did makeup. I need to reach her. I can't find her on Facebook. It was, it, if you search it, Erica on Facebook, especially if you don't know if it's a C or K, you are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I like the way you look up people the same way you give directions to your place. <laughs> I know. There's a building. <laughs> it's amazing I ever get anywhere. All right. That's a great career, though. If you can do that, that is a great career. If you can just know a little bit about somebody, put it out there and see what happens. I know. Uh, let's put it out there. Let's put it out. We're looking for Erica. Yeah, Erica. Make a person. Who works. Fox News. Right. But that she did not work exclusively at, no. at Fox News. Here are some other tidbits I know about her. She did Jamie Colby's makeup and... Jamie Colby preferred medium length individual lashes over short. There you go. So now this is just Find info her, about people. Jamie. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so bring that information to me. I feel like maybe something involving Huntington Beach. She might have lived in Huntington Beach. Oh, uh, you know what? Or her boyfriend did. She her boyfriend lived in Huntington, but didn't her parents like live in the in like Palm Desert or something like oh, they, that? This is all ringing a bell. Yeah, I really wish we could get her in here right now. Because I think because I did my special in San Bernardino, and I think she came to that one. That makes sense. Yep, yeah, that's that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Find right. her, people. Come on. Yeah. Do it. Let's do it. So, Ian Bag, you host a podcast. I do the Ian Bag show. Yes. Because I like to name things after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bag is an unusual name. Not it, in my house. I bet, I bet not. I bet the newness has worn off for <laughs> <No>. you. <laughs> I just was at my grandma bag's house, so there really? was a lot of bags there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but- she's, she's 95. Wow. And I just happened to come around the corner, and she was leaving the shower, mm-hmm. and she was running oh. to her room. I don't know if you've ever seen a 95-year-old naked. I never it's a, have. It's a lot like a cartoon. Wow. That's awesome. I admire the, I don't know what the right word for it is, spunk. Gumption, I don't want devil to, may careness, in, devil involved may care. in just going straight from your uh, the shower to your room wearing no clothes. I think it's her house, and she's ninety five, and she's just annoyed that people are there. Okay, yeah, well so that makes sense. I don't ever want to say spunk with my grandma again. Though. Yeah, I'm Thank sorry. You. Now, where does she live? She lives uh, just above Spokane in Canada. Okay, yeah, a place called Roslyn, BC. The bags hail from Canada. Yes, yes that's we, where you're from. Yeah, I. This bag hails from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Where in Canada? Uh, I grew up near Alaska, a place called Terrace, British Columbia, mm-hmm. which uh, if you'd have to take a picture of it and try <laughs> to find it because it is very hard to locate. Yeah. What's it like? Um, it's a little Indian village in the middle of nowhere, a lot of logging. And it's nice. The people are very nice. I didn't want anything to do with it. Why? Uh, I wanted to be in show business and they're in the logging business. 
So, it, I, yeah. I mean, from an early age, you knew that I knew the I had logging. to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Excuse me. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you totally yeah. are. Uh, yeah. I just, I was like, I got to get out of here. I don't, I don't like stoplights that only blink yellow. I mm-hmm. like them to change all the colors. It's just trickery when they only blink one color, but there's two other ones that don't get used. Right. So yeah. how tiny was this town? Uh, it was 10,000, but it was in the middle of nowhere. Like as soon as you got outside the city limits, it was bush for another two hours until you hit another small town mm-hmm. the size of it. So, yeah, it was fantastic. Are your family loggers? Uh, my dad was a mechanic. My mom was a nurse. It is very bizarre. My mom... Is from Australia, from Sydney, Australia. My dad is from Canada, and they moved to this little town together. And I have no idea. I don't like to ask questions because I figured it out earlier. Okay, we're hiding from something. <laughs> so I don't ask questions. But I don't know. I've talked to my dad. I don't know how he got my mom, and I don't know how he tricked her into moving to this town. Wait, you don't even know how he convi- how he got her, like how he Like how he bettered convinced. her. Convinced. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cause, Why was she out of his league? I think so. And then my mom was like, I just wanted a free dinner, so I pretended I knew the family with the last name Bag and went over and had dinner. They said, so I was like, what? My mom's a, like, my mom's a charlatan. Uh, okay. And my dad's confused, and they live right. in the middle of no place. And no they wonder won't you leave went to there. comedy. I want to go. Yeah, that's why I had to go into comedy or logging. <laughs> but Do you have siblings? I have a sister who's a uh, history teacher. So, yeah. Older or younger? Younger. But she lives in an Indian village, right? And she mm-hmm. teaches history. So kids come into school and say, my grandpa says you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it happened. White guy took it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Indian, Indian. Oh, are you thinking Indian, Indian? No, no, no. Okay, good. No, I was just stuttering. Indian, um, Indian. Indian, Indian. <laughs> the fact that this is an Indian village. Right. And they say Indian village? Yeah. That's the. That's, yeah, it's probably not the correct now because it changes every seven yeah, years. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep up. Right. It's probably native, indigenous, something stupid mm-hmm. like that. I'm just wondering what the How influence. How would you describe it? I don't know if it was. Perhaps in yeah, native village is probably. I, I native don't know. village. Well, we had a reservation. Okay. So and we were the reservation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you wanted off. I wanted off the reservation. <laughs> I wanted off the res. <laughs> <laughs> when did you leave? Uh, I was seventeen. I went to my grandma's funeral. I had finished school early. The other one. The other one, and uh, yeah, <laughs> not have the to naked be. one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to my grandma's funeral in Australia, and I stayed. I didn't come back to Canada. So and then I came back to Canada when I was twenty, mm-hmm. and then that's when I was, I was like, okay, I got to go to school, I got to get things done, and then that fell apart to comedy. Wait, what did you do for those three years that you I were in just Australia? Packed, hung out, really stayed at families' houses, yeah, odd jobs. How did your the nurse and the mechanic feel about this? They didn't know they're in Canada, so really, yeah, my they mom didn't notice that you weren't there. They, they, well, they didn't really know. What they were like, what are you doing? And my uncle is a fairly has fairly well off, so. He would send me to work for people because he was a big accountant over there. So he'd send me to work for different places. Yeah, so it was good. I this don't know. Is your, that was your mom's brother? My mom's brother, yeah. Uncle Neil. Yeah. Uncle Neil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you bummed around Australia for I three bummed years. Around Did Australia. you find yourself? Or, or? I, I think I got lost, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I realized that I didn't want to go back there, but I had to go back there. So Isn't it funny? Now I'm cutting you off to no, just say my own thing. Hilarious. Um, no, it's it's rude actually. But that's what this is all about. See, thank, I just did it to you. Thank you. Yeah. You're no, welcome. it was good. Isn't it funny yeah. though that when someone backpacks around, the assumption is they're quote unquote finding themselves? Yeah. Like is that necessarily how one finds themselves? I think that I think what that 
means is you're checking out of you're like hitting pause on the life that you're leading to go fuck around and just like figure out what's important to you. So I guess it is. Finding I guess yourself. it. I guess it is finding yourself, but I also I think it's more of a how many different towns can I get scabies in? That's what backpacking is to me. Yes. How many yeah. did you? One. Just enough. That's all it takes. Just yeah. enough to itch. Yeah. Wait, how do you know that you have scabies? You go to the doctor and I, you say, I can't stop itching. And then they tell, look at oh. you and they go, oh, you might want to put this cream on your body and have a good day. And then you go, do I have crabs? And they go, no, it's not like crabs. You didn't get it from that. And then you're like, okay, good, because I'm still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Did it freak you out, though? Oh, yeah. It freaked me out big time. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, it was good times. Good times. But I wasn't really backpacking because I was like, I got to find myself. I was like, I want to see Australia. Yeah. And then realizing now, I could probably have seen Australia at a much better financial time of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't realize when you're that young. You're just that stupid. But it was fun. It was good. I met a lot of well, people. When you're that young, it never... First of all, the idea of putting something off that you want to do is unthinkable. It's like hard to say. I really want to do this. I'm going to wait until I'm older because who knows what could happen. And then also the idea that at some point... You're going to be in a better financial place. It's right. hard to believe that that's necessarily right. true also. Or you don't believe that it's going to happen or that you're going to be – and the other thing about why I was there was I couldn't figure out how to get to Vancouver from my little Indian village. Like I couldn't figure out how to make the transfer. And I know this sounds stupid. As, so you went to no. Australia? But yeah. Literally that makes sense to me because I'm lost all the time. I lost all the, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you didn't have pictures. But <laughs> – I honestly, it was easier to go see family in Australia, figured life out there mm-hmm. to get to Vancouver. So I went. How far was Vancouver from your little uh, native? Probably about a thousand town. miles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was away. Oh yeah, that's far. Yeah, but it wasn't like I couldn't figure out how to travel there. But I couldn't figure out how you to set up a new life. Yeah, yeah. And and I had I had an in with a life in Australia with right. relatives. Did you – so then you came back to Canada to the little town. I came back to the little town. To go to school? Uh, it was like, okay, I'll go back. I'll live with my parents. I'll figure out what I'm going to go to school for. Uh, I'll get a job and I'll go from there. And in the little town that I grew up in, this kind of industry was not on any sort of radar. Right. So there was no – Like go. what was entertainment in the little town? Uh, there was a stripper that would come in once a week. She would do uh, shows at 12 – Two, four, six, seven, and eight, and she was the only stripper in town. Sounds like a grueling yeah. schedule. It was, I, or I, feel I don't know, horrible is that, for her okay. now. Yeah. But she was, I'm sure she loved it because she was the center of attention. She was the hottest chick in town for the whole week and just had guys flipping out for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And I remember being 17 and going to see the stripper, and it wasn't a good week that week. That's what I remember. Was She was probably about 45, and she shouldn't have been dancing anymore. And it was like, I was like, oh, God. This is what God. strippers look like? Yeah. You have a life dotted by seeing old people naked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was the entertainment. And I don't think a comedian ever came to town, but they would have a, a, a rock band come in once a week as well mm-hmm. with the stripper. So it was interesting. Was this all at the same place? All at the same place. The Terrace Hotel downstairs. And it was called The Zoo. Wow. Yeah, and people would fight. And it was the weirdest place to put a play, uh, bar downstairs because if you're going to throw people out, you had to take them up two flights yeah. of stairs to throw them out. So it was the best right. to watch the bouncers fight other people because <laughs> it was just a dragging fight up the yeah. stairs. Yeah, yeah. it seems like you, it should the be- – the ideal situation for getting rid of someone would be like a plank. Yeah. A ship. Or yeah, you're, or you're up on one level right. and you just push them and they just go, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Enjoy the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, you have a dog that fell three stories? Uh, yeah. What happened? Yeah, she walked off the plank. Uh, her name is Roxy. Uh, we moved down to Long Beach 
about three years ago. Uh, and I didn't know that they shot cannons off in the bay there when they're racing sailboats. Mm-hmm. I was in Vegas. My wife was at work. Uh, the front door was open on the balcony. Uh, they were shooting cannons off. It flips her out. Mm-hmm. She had to get out. She jumped off the balcony and separated her paw from her Aww. arm. Yeah. Yeah. So $8,500 later, she walks with a limp. But she's okay, obviously. I guess so. Ish. Yeah, she's uh, 14. So Does she go near the balcony now? She's on the balcony right now. When yeah. I left, when I left home, she was on the balcony. I was like, all right, I trust you. It's interesting. Certain dogs, like there are certain dogs who have weird fear behavior and people say, oh, it's because when he or she was a puppy, this awful thing happened and they get traumatized. And then there's other dogs like mine and sounds like yours mm-hmm. that they just don't learn. They don't, yeah. <laughs> Or fearless. She was traumatized because in her earlier life she lived on a pirate ship. Oh, that's po- yeah. That, that could be it. That's probably uh, it. Yeah, she, I don't think I don't think she learns from anything, and she's very friendly to everybody. Mm-hmm. She like she's all she gets bitten by cats all the time. My, my wife says she's going to lose an eye one day, and I say, well, I'm putting it back in myself because <laughs> I, I paid eighty five hundred for the leg. We're not paying yeah. eighty five hundred for the eye. Uh, but. She she just wants to meet everything, just almost like a hall monitor. Just check things out, you know. <laughs> hey, you okay over there? When are you supposed to be back in class? So uh, she's just inter- interested in everything. And she, I, when she panics, she panics. Though it's pretty funny. She also ate my seatbelt in my car. Oh, no. My wife had her at a friend's house in the car one night, and they were they lived near Disneyland. She forgot about the fireworks. Uh huh. Same thing as the cannons. Did not did she the buckle as well? Not the buckle, just like through the cord. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine likes to chew on the seatbelt. I think there must be something delicious about seatbelts for them because they have all that. <laughs> or they're anti-safety. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're not in favor but of that she kind hasn't of restrained chewed, lifestyle. Your dog hasn't shown through it. Chown, no. chown, chitty, chitty, ching, 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 chow, ching. Has not shown through it. <laughs> no. No, okay. no, but mine's um, mine's a puppy, and so oh, I don't think uh, six months. I don't think he has the strength to kind actually of do it. A Cavalier King Charles. What is that? <clears throat> it's a, it a, sounds like it's from England. <laughs> I think probably at one point it was. It's a cute. It, they look like cocker spaniels, but oh. um, a little smaller. Oh, Gary's gonna pop a photo. He's gonna put up a photo. Yeah, of dog. I like He's it. He's cute. We- but here's my my thing is that. Um, He's supposed to get neutered this weekend, and hold on, you got him without getting him neutered. Yeah, because he was too young. We just got one not too long ago from the SPCA, and they won't even let him go until they neuter him. Really? Yeah. They. I was. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is with a leaf in his mouth. He is hilarious. He likes to carry things in his mouth. There's no way he's getting through a seatbelt. By the way, I know. It, he's it, yeah. That's, that's why. He, there he uh, is eating a sock. Oh. Uh, he's a little bigger than that now. Oh, very cute. But, um, yeah, so the neutering, yeah, you just have to, we had to agree to neuter him. And I'm going to keep up with the agreement, but I feel very torn about it, even though I'm totally aware that it's the most humane thing and you have to do it, I just feel like so easy for us to say that it's the best thing. Well, do you want to let him do it once and then know what he's missing? Like, is that that what you're thinking? I think I should get him a whore. (laughs) Yeah, you should just let him do it once and then, then, uh, or would you like to get him snipped? Like men get one after they've had too many babies. Oh yeah, just get him a vasectomy. Yeah. Why do Why don't we ever do that? For I have no idea. Oh, I, you know why? Because they because it's better that they don't have the hormones because the hormones. Will oh, is that drive, what it is? I, yeah, I think I think all those male hormones and not being able to actually have yeah. sex will makes the dogs for, uh, run away and. I not thought I kept the carpet pets. cleaner. Maybe that too. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff still comes out if. Uh, right. Yeah. Gross. Ew. Good talk. 
All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, so let's go back. Okay, so you went back to Canada. I was jaundiced. No, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I went back to Canada, mm-hmm. uh, living at my parents' house. Uh, my buddy Kevin uh, Moldenhauer, we were, uh, we're buddies, and he goes, I'm moving to Hazleton, which is two and a half hours away, even smaller Indian village, to set up a grocery store for a friend of mine. Why don't you come hang out for a year, and we'll set up this grocery store. <laughs> I'm 20 years old. I'm like, all right, smoking a lot of pot. I'll go to this Indian village with you. So we go hang out uh, for a year, set up this this uh, this little tiny store in the middle of nowhere, and I figure out at that point I am going to somehow get to Vancouver and start a comedy career. But that's kind of from smoking pot and you know hanging were, out. Now, were you the guy that like were you known as the funny guy, or I mean, were you uh, you weren't? I assume you were not doing comedy yet. At this I was point. not doing comedy, but uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was known as the funny guy. Okay. Uh, but we were all, like, the town I grew up in, everybody was very funny. But I don't know. Somehow I was funnier? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, there was a guy named Jamie Koopmans, and he was really funny. Richard Blaine's very funny. Uh, Trent Franson, very funny. guy named Jug, Jug Deep. He are was, these comedians or are these just people? These are just people town? that I knew okay. that were hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Just funny people that I, I like being around because they mm-hmm. made me laugh. So we're, we're, we're in this town. I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then uh, I, I can't work in the Indian village anymore. I'm like, i got to get out of here. So I leave, but I've smoked so pot. I don't go keep going down to Vancouver. I go back to my t- parents' house. Mm-hmm. And somehow I get a job delivering dynamite. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. I know. Yeah, for a 20-year-old kid. They give me my own truck. I get to have fun. I stop smoking pot. Uh, the guy started delivering. You stop smoking pot yeah, because I'm of deli- the responsibility. Yeah, I'm of- delivering down it. But the guy that's, that- that's a responsible I thought decision. So too. Or were they drug testing you? Uh, no, they weren't drug testing at this time. Okay. The guy that drove the truck, he was smoking hash the whole time he would drive. Wow. Yeah, like like a lot of hash. That yeah. seems bad. Yeah, well, it seems bad. So I and then they end up there going, "Hey, we like you. We're going to send you to camp. You can work in a gold mine and be uh, a blaster's help." And it was crazy money. It was like the stupidest money I've ever made. Like, because it's so dangerous? Uh, probably. Yeah. And you're working in a gold mine. So, oh, right. And I'm guessing that's why. they. they so, so I end up doing this. And then they, they go, hey, do you want to go to school to learn how to become a blaster? And I'm like, I want to learn how to take buildings out of cities. That's what I want to do. So I'm like, I find this new thing that I want to do. So I end up moving to Vancouver. Wait, take buildings out of cities? Like I want to, be, I want to do implosions. Okay. So I want to like learn gotcha. how to yeah, build, blow up buildings and cities and not ruin the other buildings around it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I end up going to Vancouver. I'm supposed to go to school. I end up going to an open mic. <laughs> do an open mic because this guy takes me along and goes, hey, you got to try this because he knew me. He lived in Vancouver. He knew me. I know this is really weird. And I, I try it and I go, I want to do this. And I don't show up at school. And that's how I started doing stand-up. I just what did didn't you, go. At your open mic, what did you perform? Uh, I had a bunch of stuff wrote on my hand. And I was so nervous, I sweated off. So I ended up doing, <laughs> I ended up doing impressions of fish for five minutes. Are these audible impressions? Uh, they were they were with my hands, and they were with my uh, my mouth. Yeah, but I wouldn't know how to do them today. Oh. I don't know why you don't they do came fish up. anymore. I have never. I, well, I never. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how I knew how to do impressions of fish. I just panicked and went with it. Right. Yeah. What, do you remember what kind of fish you did? I think I did three different type of salmon and a goldfish. <laughs> Yep. Do you feel like that's specifically Canadian humor? I feel because I feel like actually that could reach across all borders. I think it's more res humor. Okay. Than yeah, sure. just Canadian. You think it could have hit down here? I think that I would laugh at different kinds of salmon and a goldfish for sure. You would. But I just wonder if I would laugh at it in a different way if I were on the res. Would you? Yeah. If you were on the res, you would laugh in a different way because you'd be like, I can't believe he can do it like well. I was like. <laughs> 
He knows. And then down here, you'll be like, that guy is out of his mind. He's doing impressions of fish, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. My, at the time, in my head was, I can do these salmon. Mm. And I know how I can get away with it. I'm sure there's people in the audience like, this guy is an idiot. You shouldn't be doing impressions of fish for comedy. Like, you would. Well, you showed them. I showed them. So then what happened? She didn't go to school for explosives. No, I just started doing comedy. And there's no comedy in Canada, really. Like, I would get in a car with these guys that had paid gigs five hours away. And I'd do five minutes on their show for free just so mm-hmm. I could do stand-up. So I ended up doing stand-up while doing all this. Then I'd just travel with a guy to Montreal. We'd just go on a trip to Montreal. I end up doing a guest spot there. I meet this guy that owns the comic strip in New York. He says to me, you should come down. I'm like, okay. So I got on a train and went to New York and never came back to uh, Canada. Ended up on the uh, uh, doing a set on the uh, Conan O'Brien show. Mm-hmm. They got me work papers because I was also illegal at the time when I just went came down to New York. Yeah. Yeah, living in a youth hostel. Well, okay. That My question was going to be when you say that you just went to New York and never came back. Did you – was it really that, like, fly by the seat of your pants? It sounds like it was. Oh, yeah. Like, did you even say goodbye was, to uh, – No, my parents didn't – no, I didn't tell anybody. Like, nobody knew. I just, like – Did I you have any belongings with you? Uh, yeah, I had a backpack. Okay. Yeah, I remember – I, <laughs> once again, I have a backpack. So I have a backpack, and uh, I remember coming across the border, and the border guards on the train came in. They check everybody, and they say, what do you do? I say, I'm a writer. I'm going down to write about New York. And they're like, okay. Mm. I get to New York. I have no place to stay. I find a flyer on the ground of Grand Central. No, it wasn't. It was Penn Station. Uh, for what year was this? Uh, 95. Okay. 95. So I find, yeah, because it was a year after the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup. That's how I keep things in my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I find this, this brochure for uh, $14 a night youth hostel in, uh, on, f- so about, I think it was on 18th and 8th. Which would be Boys Town. Boys Town. Chelsea. Chelsea, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I end up living there for two and a half months. How was it? It was awesome. And people at the comic strip, I'd go do shows and they were weirded out, like weirded out by me because I would have a posse of all Germans one night. <laughs> and then I'd have a posse of nothing but Peruvians. That was like, who are you? Where do you keep going? Like, I was, I was like, they thought I was just smuggling people into the country or something. <laughs> I do comedy, but I can get you into the country. Follow me, everybody, <laughs> into my truck. So, yeah, it was, but it was great. I just learned so much, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it was so you had a good youth hostel experience. I feel like I only ever hear negative ones. Really? I think so. I, think I don't my, hear that many, but. I think mine was pretty boring. I, from what I hear from everybody else, it's just nothing but an or but it wasn't for me it was mm-hmm. just all these like doing comedy and meeting all these people and being out of the building at a certain time to a certain time so they could clean it i thought but do you have to be out like most of the day yeah you have to be gone at 10 uh-huh. and you can't come back until five i would for some reason i would hate that i feel like well, where am i gonna sit well that's what that's, <laughs> that's exactly concern <laughs> what a, what a, what if i get diarrhea yeah. that's exactly what exactly a, yeah, that's where how did I you go when you had diarrhea uh there was a starbucks no penn station <laughs> that makes sense. I would, I would go to MSG. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would just be out all day, and I was kind of it was kind of good because I see New York. I got mm-hmm. out and see New York. Although I tried to go to the Intrepid about five times, but I wouldn't make it because at that time Eighth uh, Avenue uh, it was um, <sighs> Grant. That area wasn't good. Still, there's still a lot of porn yeah. shops, and uh, they had. Uh, had peep shows. Oh, so you 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 would only get as far as the peep show? Yeah, I'd spend all my money at the peep show. Like I remember take I was I gotta 
I can't stop. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just check. And it was, it was an interesting – it wasn't just peep shows. It wasn't like a glass it – was, it wasn't like a movie. It was, there was a girl behind this thing, and I thought there was glass, and I put money in, and it comes up. And I'm like, where's the phone so I can talk to you because I've seen them on the TV. And, like jail. And she, she just kind of reaches through and grabs me. You don't need a phone here. And I'm like, what? What is going oh, on? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't – so it was like a, you pay for a lap dance, basically. Not even a lap dance. And you're like, she gave me two bucks. Give me two bucks. You can touch my tip. Stuff like that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I remember it was my, one of my first New York jokes. Yeah. What was the joke? Uh, you can go to a place and for $5 you can put a finger in a girl's butt. <laughs> and then wake up the next day, geez, I don't know how I got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> eee, it wasn't the flu. I'm would, pretty sure it was AIDS. Anyway. <laughs> would they have sex with you? Uh, I'm sure if you wanted to, but I'd had nowhere near. I didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> but I was trying. I would, I would walk out of the place. I remember the first day I walked out of the place, 20 bucks in my pocket. I'm going to the Intrepid next time, $40. Next time, $50. I just kept spending it all. I'm trying to get to the right. Intrepid. It was just stupid. Right. Yeah, but I finally got to see the Intrepid. It was awesome. Was it worth it? Oh uh, Yeah, because uh, all the girls were from, like, Eastern Europe and, and Japan. So it felt like I'd been to World War II <laughs> and met all these women before I got to the Intrepid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then, then what? Then what happened? Uh, well, I went back and slept very comfortably. Uh, and then I ended up, uh, I ended up staying in New York from to 2000, 2001, around mm-hmm. that in between there. And Where then, did you end up living? Uh, I lived hostel? on after the hostel. I lived on the Upper East Side for four years, and then I was in Alphabet City. Mm-hmm. I think it was at like once again around 18th and F. If that sounds right. Would that be right? Is there an F? Yeah, is there an F? I don't think it so. It was far in. I remember, you know who used to get busted all the time right outside of our building was the guy from Stone Temple Pilots. Was oh, all, Wyland? He was always buying heroin and getting busted right outside yeah. our door. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, I've seen you. I've seen you everywhere. I was, <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, it was good. Good times. It's, yeah, it sounds and like a star-studded place. Yeah, and then I ended up coming out to L.A. because everybody's like, you got to go to L.A. You got to move to L.A. if you're going to do anything. And I'm a West Coast kid, so I don't mm-hmm. care. So I came out here and I kind of like Wait, they really it. said that? Yeah, everybody's like, if you're going to make it, you got to go to L.A. And I, I wish I'd stayed in New York a little bit longer. But to be honest with you, it's it's been great now. Like, I've mm-hmm. loved living in L.A. Do you like living in L.A.? I do. I do. I, there's definite things I miss about New York um, in terms of just – well, this is not an original statement. But in terms of just walking the around – <laughs> No, but I just mean in terms of – I would so much rather walk around in New York than L.A. Well, yeah, because You know it's what closer. it is? I, I, I like living in New York better, but my life is so much better out here that I would never go exactly. back. Unless I could just take – transplant this entire life to New York, which I can't, right. you know. It, yeah, my life instantly became so much better the minute, I, not the minute, but very shortly after I got here that it was, I realized it was definitely the right move. But right. I don't think I was done with living in New York, if that makes sense. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. It was the right move, but I could have stayed there probably about another three years. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I feel that way because I, I think I went there with this dream of how it could be and I never quite attained that. Right. Is that what it is for you, or why do you feel like you could no, have done I just more time felt, there? I just felt like New York was just – it was great, good times, and I don't feel like everything was accomplished in New York. There was more that I could have accomplished yeah. there that I didn't realize right. So, but after until I left. But there's a pretty vibrant comedy scene there, right? Huge. But huge. people were saying that if you want to get anything done, you have to be out here. Yeah, I had I went with a, a, an agent at the time, and I was booking commercials, and they're like, you got to get out of here. Oh, because yeah, you wanted to do other entertainment business. No, stuff. I wanted to do stand-up, but I, you know when you're – you're starting out and you if you I find myself kind of a greenhorn still to this day if you don't really say what you want to do they will push you into other that things is 
something I feel like I've I'm just learning like last week. <laughs> like I feel yeah. like I'm just learning that. Totally. And I don't and I've been in this industry in some way for a long time, but I yeah, I'm very agreeable, and it's like, well, what do you, you know, like at, right. at any sort of meeting, what do you want to do? Well, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to do everything. Right. And what you kind of do. Yeah. But I, it actually took, I think it was Gray Fitzsimmons, you know him? Yeah, yeah. He was like, you got to be very specific about what you want right. to do. And if you are specific, they will get you there. Yeah. If you tell them, I want this, and I want that, and I want it, they'll get you there. And I didn't realize, I didn't, I, I just thought... They knew best, but yes. nobody knows best. You know best. Right. So, How did you learn that? Uh, probably by failing a lot. <laughs> yeah, by just being pushed around by agents and managers and not understanding. And I, I think my last manager is the first person that I ever realized knew something, and they helped me. They stayed on me until, no, answer this this way. Mm-hmm. Like, from you. Not from us, from you. Right. So, so by letting them dictate... For all the years that you let them sort of tell you what you what you should be doing, what did that lead to? Um, were you were you getting jobs you didn't want? No, it's not that. It's, it's just you you would go out for things and you get to a certain point and then you wouldn't finish it because you really weren't passionate about it. If you're not passionate about it, I think you don't get there. Even though everybody says, "Oh, uh, you know, you, you can." You get, get it the, when you least want it. Yeah, they say that too. No, no, you get it when it's in you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel most the best the best art that's out there it's because it's from them. Right. And it, it, it's it's have you ever I've kind of started reading a little bit of the uh the War of Art? Oh, I don't know that. Not the Art of War, the War of Art, and that's kind of got a little bit of to do with that. Who is so, who's that by? Oh god, why would you say that? <laughs> Can we find that out? Yes, we sure can. <laughs> we or what's it about? It's 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 about like dealing with all the outsides. Stephen Pressfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Tom Segura. Have you ever had him on your show? Um, no, but I had Christina on my show. Fantastic. And I've done their show. I should have Tom on my show. You should have Tom on your show. Bert's <laughs> going to need to text that to me. Uh, <laughs> I'll text Bert. He'll okay, text you. Great. Perfect. And then you'll send a picture of where this is at. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but it's that's it's all the outside influences of doing this that fuck us up more than anything yeah yeah and uh i the other thing uh uh, gary said about he'd seen my showtime special i finally held out to do on stage and to do on film what i do which is interact with the crowd Mm -hmm. i feel like almost everything that i've done on tv before has been a fake representation of myself because that's not how i do stand-up and they force you to do it right that way they want you to do it their way and sometimes it's because they don't have the the knowledge to do it or they don't want to pay to do it or they don't understand it. But I think you kind of have to fight to do what you do. Did, was it a fight this time? Oh, it was a huge fight. But I noticed you were an executive producer of your stand-up, right? So you probably... It's because I left a company and did it on my own and lost a lot of money doing it. Oh. Yeah. That's why it was a fight. And it was, it's, the feedback I've gotten on it, it was worth it. It was worth every penny I lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really unique. If, if you guys see it on Showtime, check that shit out. It's a lot of crowd work. It's really it's, – it's interesting. It's a, it's a different style that suits you really well. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. And uh, it's weird that – I remember I was with a company that uh, – I probably shouldn't mention them, but they have a guy that has puppets. We have a long history of – oh, I know exactly who you mean. We have okay. a long history of mentioning things we shouldn't mention. Okay, so good. Then if I'll, you want it, go for at it. Some point, I was with a company called Levity, and mm-hmm. they wanted to do an hour special with me. And they said, you can't do any crowd work at all. And my answer to them was, why did Dunham get to use the puppets? 
And they just looked at me like I was the biggest asshole ever of all times. <laughs> and, but I felt the same thing about them. I'm like, what? so I have one weapon and you're taking it away from me. Perfect. Okay. What, did they give you a reason why you shouldn't do crowd no. work? <clears throat> they said it wouldn't work. And I'm just like, well, it seems to be what I'm doing every night on stage. So. And it's working, yeah. yeah. So, and even if it doesn't work, something crazy might happen. Like somebody might get chucked at me. Somebody might kick my ass. Somebody might, you know, who knows? You know, I think it's just it's there. That's so, so interesting. I just wonder what what do you surmise is the thinking behind that? I think it's uh, I think it's budget. I think they see that they would have to probably hire another cameraman. You I think, think it's that, it's that. I think it's that cheap. Wow. I think they see they don't know they might have to spend a little bit more money on editing because there's no reason there's no reason. So I can't. Would what would you think? I yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense is you know. More time editing and more cameras because it worked. It worked fine. Right. It worked really well, and it wasn't a stretch. It's not like it's wildly different than any other stand-up special you've seen. Mm-hmm. It's just you. It's your style, and right. that requires more shots of the people you're talking to, but not many. Uh, uh, me and Bert were talking on his podcast mm-hmm. about he he wants to have somebody direct his next one that he, that knows comedy because we don't re- that knows him. And I feel the same way. I would like to get somebody that's, you know, into directing something that finds me interesting and is able to take what I do to another level. So, yeah, I think. Do uh, you have a manager currently? I have a manager currently. I'm with a place called Arson House. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm their white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they have a lot of Mexicans. That's all I'm going to say. And it is fantastic. I just I wonder where I'm thinking about where that comes from that I think I mean I think I asked this a second ago but I'm still stuck on it that willingness to let other people tell you no, what think, you should do but I think it also as, it, as an artist shouldn't we be stuck on that because if yeah. we could give that knowledge to somebody else right it's it's your your the game is half played for you if you know that but it's also it's taken me until this year I think to really hone in on what it is that I wish that I want, like what right. what it is if I could design, you know, the exact show or whatever, like what it would be. Because up till now, I I really feel like I had to sort of be a generalist because I didn't want to close the door on anything. And that's right. also where it comes from. This like, sure, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this because I don't want to say, no, don't send me out for these kind of things. Right. Even though then when I get sent out for something like that, I'm like, oh, I would rather do anything than go on this audition for this thing that I'm not right for and I know I'm not going to get. Right. I'll tell, you, I'll tell anyway. you my best one, and you can tell me if you have anything like that. Okay. It was uh, they were doing the Three Stooges movie, and I was told I was going in for it, and I said, I'm not a Three Stooges fan. I'm also not into doing an exact character of somebody. If you want me to bring that in, I'll go in. Yes, they want to see that. That's what I was told. <laughs> That's what I was told, and when I went in and they, I did what I did, they're like, well, where's the Stooges? I'm like, Goodbye. I just walked out because it just—it's just no. I don't look like one of the Stooges. I know, like it, it's great that you want one of the Stooges. Yeah. But if you want me to do what I do, I'll come in and I'll come all day if you want me to do what I do. Because I know I've heard the tape being stopped when I'm doing things. I know because I'm doing what I want to do. So I just, I just, I, I, because I know I'm gonna be. You're gonna be more embarrassed if I try to put it into your mold. Do you think that there was miscommunicate, like a lack of communication, or do you? I think. What do you think happened? I think it was bad agent. Yeah, who I think just, that, I, said, just just said just go in. Right. Right. Well, there is that thing. There's that. That's that's the voice I always hear in my head when I 
think, oh, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this is, but it never hurts to get yourself in front of them. Yes, you know, it does. Yeah. Well, it hurts if you suck. <laughs> that's yeah, the other yeah, thing. Yeah. That's that's always the math that I have to do of like, I don't want to do this, but maybe who who knows what could happen if you don't go in, nothing good can happen. Right. However, I have to make sure that I'm at least decent enough that I didn't just leave a bad impression. Right. Exactly. And casting directors aren't the gatekeepers of yes. They're the gatekeepers of no. Oh, that's so that's that's is that in your book? That's in my new book, <laughs> Ian Bag, How to Come from an Indian Village and Do It All. Uh, <laughs> But it's true, right? And I've had somebody yell at me, don't ever say that because you're just – well, if they have that big enough ego that that's going to hurt them, I, right. do, should I be reading for them? Because that is what they're for. They're, yeah. they're to let a trickle of just what they think might be seen. Right. They're not they're – not, And they don't even – oftentimes – this is something I realize. They don't make the final decision. No. They're just the ones all. who are sort of like select – yeah, they're yeah. saying no or whatever. And, and then they're sending a batch on to someone. Which are probably all the same. And yeah. probably one slightly different. Right. So I I don't have an example like that. However, for the longest time – so I get sent out on hosting things. Ah, um, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, – well, but also some acting stuff, but the, the lion's share is hosting stuff. And so for the longest time, I would go in and just try to figure out what it is they're looking for and try to be that mm-hmm. even though I am not that. Right. And can you give us more energy? Oh, uh, oh uh, no, my I can't. God. I, I can't because this is me. And no. Oh my god, that actually does remind me of a story. I was going in. And see, here's. Oh, see, I'm now. I'm just. This is bad for me to be talking this. No, it's great stuff. Okay, I already had the Adam Carolla job. Right. <laughs> Adam, I'm. I'm like okay. So anyway, I already had this job, so I knew it would. It would take something. Really fucking awesome for me to ever leave this job because I love right. it. And so a little bit I felt like it's – I don't I don't even know that I should really be going on these auditions. However, these are jobs that I, where I could actually do both even though it would be difficult. And it was, it was some web series or something that <laughs> – like a morning <laughs> web series That's thing awesome. that – yeah, I don't even I don't even think I would have liked it, but it was talking about pop culture, so it was sort of interesting and it was one of those things where it's like this, you know, maybe this isn't right, but the company's doing all sorts of interesting stuff, so it'd be good to go. So I go. And first of all, I don't like when the camera is set up really far away from you. Like mm-hmm. I'm really good at talking to camera and I'm I especially think that I'm good when the camera's close to me and it like it appears like I'm talking to I don't even see the I just sound like an asshole now, but um, like an I'm asshole. Fantastic. Who's, yeah, <laughs> but what what I'm saying is, I think that I'm I'm comfortable talking to the person who's viewing it, right. and I'm more comfortable if the camera is nearby. It is my belief that when they set the camera really far away, it inhibits any sort of intimacy right. because your eyes are focused differently. Like you're looking into some sort of middle distance as opposed That's a great to point. yeah, yeah. Like if I were just talking, you know, the distance I am from you. So the camera's really far away, and the woman says. What we want is a lot of energy. So I start out pretty high energy and she stops me and she's like, more energy, more energy. So I start doing it louder, faster, and she keeps stopping me and she keeps – she's like, more energy, more. We need more. And she's like making her hands really big. So I in turn am like loud and I'm fast and I'm gesturing in this really like big way. Like as if I'm almost like pantomiming to the camera that's across the room. Hey, everybody! I'm talking about. I remember I was talking about Mad Men. Ugh. And like, I'm like out of breath. I'm I'm so fast and I'm so loud and my gestures are so big. 
And then I don't know at what point I realized. Oh, it was when it was over. And she said that, and usually they don't even tell you this, that I wasn't right for this. But she was going to send all my stuff because with all my experience, I might be right for something else they're working on. But what they're looking for is they want with more energy. What she meant is hit more like hit more topics in the allotted time. I'm like, bitch, (laughs) that is not energy. That's not more energy. That's a very simple direction, which if you had given that to me, I could have done that. And and this is probably instead I was just talking loudly about Mad Men this, when she this, wanted me to go from Mad Men to some other show to right. some other show, which oh. which will probably hurt me now saying this about her. Hence, why she's a casting director, not a director, <laughs> yeah, because she can't direct, right, right. Because if she can't get that point across, and I, now that you've said that, I'm looking back, I'm like, how many times have I been in that situation? Yeah, a lot. And you're just like yelling, and now they're like, he's right. just yelling at and, us, and it's like you're obviously not doing what they want, but you're doing exactly what they're saying, right? Oh, so frustrating. Yeah, I talk about. My, uh, how much I don't love going on general meetings. Right. How do you feel about those? And general meetings aren't too bad, but I'm confused when they bring up subjects and then they don't follow up on them. What do you mean? We have a bunch of movies that we're making, and blah, 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 I'm like, do not tell me about your movies if you do not want my ideas. Because yeah. if, it, like, no, we'd like to hear about your ideas, and then they don't. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I never that's my thing is I never quite under like I need someone to say, here's what is going to happen in this meeting, here's what we're looking for from you, here's what you should do, and here's what's gonna happen right. afterwards. And instead I'm always feel like I'm just kind of like doing some dance where I'm trying to be likable and trying to be interested in them and trying to draw them out, but also trying to say things but like I I never know what I'm doing in there, which Have you met with Comedy Central? No. It may be the most least funny place on the face of the <laughs> fucking earth. <laughs> There's just no – I don't understand why – and I'm sure somebody's going to f- hear this and it's going to come back and haunt me. But fuck, you guys have no clue. Like for somebody that's running a comedy station, you guys are anti-comedy. In their meetings or in their meetings, across the board? In their meetings, that's, but that's where it starts. Like, yeah. It just starts there and I don't understand it at all. I don't – I don't. Like I really don't um, – like if you want to meet me, you should probably already know what I do because I'm in your business. <laughs> Right. Right. So then we should be able to meet and probably talk about, hey, something else other than what have you been doing? Well, you guys fucking I've been doing stand up. Oh, that is how they always ask that. I think they they want you to pull out. Oh, by the way, I just uh, I was over Brad Pitt last night and we inked a deal together. Yeah. I'd like to bring it here. That's what (laughs) that's what it seems like they're trying to get out of you. So what have you been doing? Oh, I found a diamond mine and I'd like to buy your company. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. So speaking of Brad Pitt, I read. In your bio, uh, that you you I so want to see his new movie, and I'm still mad at him. <laughs> yeah. So what happened? You uh, antagonized him on the red carpet. I don't know if I antagonized versa? him or if his... I might have put. I might have inserted that word. I, don't I, think I probably antagonized. Well, here's what happened. Right, I was doing the SAG Awards. I was working for TBS online or something like that, and they're like, "You're going to interview Brad Pitt." I'm like, "Really? Out of all these people here, extras not getting them, <laughs> entertainment tonight's not getting them. I'm gonna, I'm like, all right, here we go." So and she's uh, his Angelina Jolie's beside him being interviewed by somebody else, and he's very concerned about her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so I just said to him, "I said, what's your name, fella?'" And it <laughs> and it went downhill from there. He was not really? impressed. Yeah, he's just like Brad Pitt. I'm like, okay, all right, that's the kind of guy we're gonna get right there. So yeah, we just went down. Then I'd asked him if he'd ever had a chocolate covered pretzel, and he just looked at me like I was the biggest dick ever. But it was weird because. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, I interviewed, and I asked him if he had ever had a chocolate-covered pretzel, and he's like, where are they? 
<laughs> are there any here? And I was just like, oh, I should have had some with me. That would have been great. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, uh, I still want to like him, but I think I don't. I think you've got to be in his echelon to right. be funny. What do you think he would have responded well to? Just the standard. I guess the standard questions. questions I would be like, Why are you here? Isn't it great? Everybody loves you. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, oh, oh you're so handsome. But <laughs> yeah. instead, I was just like, I asked him, it was for the SAG Awards. So I said, what was your first ever job? And he said, a Huffy bike commercial. And I said, did they give you the bike? He's like, no, they paid me. I'm like, all right, that's the way it's going to be. I feel like that's a decent question, actually, though. You'd think they would give him a bike and pay him. I thought so, too. Yeah. If you're a kid and they didn't give you a bike, right. how shitty would show business be? Shitty. That's maybe why he's mad. He didn't get the bike. <laughs> right. He needs to get over that. Yeah. I, you can afford a bike now. I interviewed David Schwimmer, and I said, mind if I call you Ross? Jokingly. And he, I was actually just thinking about this earlier. It just came back to me. He looked at me with, like, fear in his eyes, and he went, you're joking, right? Like, didn't even, like, like this was like the, he, does, he did not know how to bounce back from that assault. <laughs> That's hilarious. He was actually ulti- ultimately very cool, and then I, I interviewed him another time. I, like, moderated a, a, a thing. That uh, for one of the movies he was doing, but but for that moment I felt like he was looking at me like Brad Pitt was looking at you. Yeah, but he sounds like he actually answered in Ross character. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. But he wasn't on purpose. But he right. was actually Ross in that moment. He yeah. was kind yeah. of Ross ass. Like, eh. like, get over yourself, Pansy. <laughs> Come on, wake up, bro. Yeah. Isn't it interesting though? You think if. If you have that kind of thing going on and somebody asked you something that isn't the on, thing you get all the time, you'd just be so happy that it you, hears yeah. something different. Yeah. Yes. I think that there's also a thing, though, where if you're in that echelon, you know, if you're one of the Brad Pitts or David Schwimmers of the world, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you become a little paranoid. Yes. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Because I remember I was also doing interviews at this. It was the. Uh, rap party for the season finale. One one part of that might not be right. It was some party at um, the El Rey Theater for Mr. Show, mm-hmm. and Yola Tango was playing. This was years and years and years ago. It's a stringer for Rolling Stone, and and um, there was a person from the network that that they had said, "Let this person make the introductions for you." Right. And I was too young and stupid and full of myself. I had to actually decide that, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll just, I thought, I'll just go up to them because right. that was always easy. I had done that before, and that was usually easier. Um, but what happened was Ben Stiller and Bill Maher were kind of dicks to me because I don't because here I am, some stranger coming up with a tape recorder, asking them a question, saying I'm from Rolling Stone, and they didn't know whether to trust that I was or not Right, I was young. Um, and but at the same at the time, time, I've seen Ben Stiller yell at people in traffic. <laughs> I wanted to think maybe he's a, uh, okay. See, I've heard I've heard so many nice stories about him. Wait, you're talking about Ben Stiller? Yeah. yeah. I've heard all these stories about him that I've thought I've always chalked that one up to. Well, he just didn't. He just was trying to be safe. But you're saying he might be a dick. He might be a dick. All right. I'm going to say that. Bill Maher. We everyone knows he's a dick. Bill Maher is a dick, but it's great because that's what makes Bill Maher Bill Maher. Like, I, yeah, I'm a fan. I just. But if he wasn't a dick, unpleasant. if it was if it was fake there, like because he is himself when he does a show and when he does stand up, yeah, there's not much difference. So I'm not offended by him being a dick at all. Right. Yeah, I'm glad he sleeps with hookers. Yes. Yeah. A- yeah. yeah. I mean, it the behavior of both of them, while I did not enjoy it at the time, was understandable in the context, which is I'm a stranger. They don't like. I know that. 
like recently here at the studio, and I always kick myself whenever I feel like unintentionally I come off as an asshole because uh-huh. I want to own that. If right. I'm going to be an asshole, I, it was intended. Yeah. There was this guy here who came out and he's like, Allison, in this super <laughs> like, like arrogant, Allison, like Allison. put her there. And I turned and I looked at him with this, uh-oh, I feel like I'm supposed to know you. I don't know who you are. I can't place you. Oh, fuck, was I supposed to meet someone here? What's going on? Right. And then he's like, so I think he saw that I had this this deer in the headlights look, right. probably like Ben Stiller's look. Um, and then he's <laughs> like, I just know you from the podcast, big fan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, see, I sound like a jerk that I'm complaining about that. But there was the social no. cues got so mixed up in the way that he had said my name and like put his hand the way. Isn't it? But isn't. It, the way he said it made, was so much as if I should know who he is. You went to college with him? Yeah. 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 I, I really think that was on him, even though I'm well aware I'm coming off like an asshole right now. You're not coming across as an asshole, Thank but you. it is weird how much, and I, I'm very slight on it, but you're, you're in a much bigger way, are part of somebody's life. And we don't know it. Yeah. Like, and it's weird. Yeah, because, you're right. I, can't, I shouldn't be upset I, at I'm, that because he wasn't doing but, it to be a jerk. No, That's but, just and, how but much. But neither he, were you. Right. Neither were you in any way because I, I'm, I've had conversations with people. And I'm like, I don't even fucking know you at the end of it. And I realize they've seen the show. Yeah. Great. Great. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. That discrepancy is I'm the one who feels it because to him, he does feel like he knows me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's a weird blur and especially in these days where they can listen to us absolutely anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I felt like I knew you. I feel like I know you. Ah, oh, best friends. That's what's called. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, so let's. I feel like there's still more. There's more gaps in here. So all the years that. So you fought to do it your own way. I didn't this for a long time. time. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of projects came out of not fighting to do it your own way? Not fighting to do it my own way. I just think that my stand-up was was very it was milk, instead of being vinegar or whatever you want it to be. It mm-hmm. was just it was very bland. I think it was a false representation of me. And I think people did not want to come out and see my stand-up. You're because, talking about your televised stand-up? Yeah, my televised stand-up. Because basically that's all those shows are is an advertisement for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I was false advertising for myself. Do you not – are you not proud of them? Um, some of them I, I am. But some of them – I remember I did a half an hour – a half hour show for um, Comedy Central stand – what is that? The Comedy hour, Half Hour, whatever uh, it was. Half hour. And I remember hour. I started to weave a little bit, but I didn't much. And I was just like, I should have done more. I mm-hmm. should have done more. That's, and now I see it. I'm like, it's getting there, but it isn't what the last thing was. So, but then I see the Tonight Show stuff. And Conan O'Brien, I was, yeah, that's, that's fine. But the Tonight Show stuff, I'm just like, what the hell is that? Why would you even go on the Tonight Show? You don't even watch it. Well, was that, who, who, was that their producer kind of molding no, that you? No, was, was that, that was my man. That was my manager's going, do, you know. Uh, do it, and I, I'll talk about it right now. And it's probably going to get Eddie Brill, who booked the tonight, mm-hmm. uh, not the uh, Letterman Forever, would, was known for taking guys, watching their sets, picking one joke, and then picking another joke, and going through like all their material and picking one joke because Letterman likes this. Letterman likes this. Yeah, well, you know what? That's not why we're doing that show. Mm-hmm. We're doing our, the show. So Letterman sees us and goes, "That was fantastic because it was us, not because yeah. it was you or Letterman." 
You know, it's, uh, so he sees something different. And that happened before when Dane Cook did it and uh, when uh, back when somebody else was booking, Jim Gaffigan did it. And he went nuts for Jim Gaffigan and gave him a show. And then there was a guy from uh, from England that used to come over and do it because he liked it. And it was something that he hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Whereas when when you keep putting it together, the same thing. It's just I just I don't understand that safety net that none of us. I don't think anybody has it when they first start in show business. But somehow a lot of people just just build it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting. So that was your Letterman experience. You're Tonight Show experience was yeah. similar. Uh, my Tonight Show experience was totally. I ended up just stop stopping auditioning for Letterman because I just couldn't. I just couldn't put one joke and then another joke. It's just we have we form stuff to build something, and if you just take one brick out of the f- building, that doesn't help anything at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So what are you working? And on? now I'll never do Letterman. <laughs> But wait, what was and what was Tonight Show like? The Tonight Show was they, they were fine, but it was just I just felt like it was a false advertisement of myself. I gave them what they wanted to see, very safe, mm-hmm. whatever you know. And then I just uh, I don't know. When it comes to the Tonight Show, I'm I'm glad Jim, Jimmy Fallon's coming. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you done Fallon? I have not done it, but I think maybe I would like to give it a try once he's there. I think he would be more open to being a little bit off the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh. So yes. you so. You said that you are the only person who's been in Judd Apatow movies who hasn't become famous. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the only one to ever work with Judd Apatow that didn't become a billionaire. Because <laughs> everybody else seems to have their own billboard after you do a Judd Apatow movie. Uh, I did um, a half an hour stand up for him for the movie. Um, what was the, the comedy movie they did with Adam Sandler? Yes. Funny people. Funny That's people. That's right. And I was warned. He, they warned us before. Hey, we we have a lot of material. There was five of us that actually did it. Uh, these might not even make it into the DVD, and we didn't even make it into the DVD. But it was cool. The the thing that was that was sold to us was uh, the the director of photography was the guy that did Saving Private Ryan. He would be filming your, a half an hour of your stand up, and you would get the tape, and you would have a half an hour of like brilliantly shot stand up. Well, I had great agents at the time. Guess who didn't get the stand-up? You. I didn't get the tape of it at all. D- and they didn't either. They didn't. Yeah, no, nobody got it. it. Why? Because nobody followed up on it. Oh. Yeah, it was fantastic. So I didn't make it in the DVD, but I still get checks all the time for being in Funny People. But So I'm not a billionaire from it. It's kind of annoying. Who were these great agents, or do you not say their name? I don't name? want to say their name, because then somebody might go with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And you've met three presidents. Is that true? Yeah. I met uh, I met Jimmy Carter on a plane, mm-hmm. and it was bizarre. It was we were flying out of Atlanta, and all of a sudden I was looking, and I was like, "Well, oh, this is weird. That guy looks like Jimmy Carter. Why is he getting on a Delta plane?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "It's even weirder. He's coming to coach." That is weird. Yeah. What was going on? He shook everybody's hand on the plane and said hi to everybody and talked to everybody for a while. It got so even if they didn't want to say hi to him. Even if they didn't want to say wow. hi, he still shook their hand, and it was weird. The pilot kind of got rude. He's like, "If Mr. Carter would sit down, <laughs> we could pull back from the gate." <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. I was like, and he he talked to us for a second, and then as he was walking away, this lady yells out, "You're the greatest, Jimmy Carter!" <laughs> and this guy beside me goes, "Easy, <laughs> he's not the greatest." Uh, and then Barack Obama. At the airport one time when uh, I was flying just before he became – just before he started running for president. Mm-hmm. When the book came out. Remember when the book came out? Yeah. Yeah. It's the interesting. The Audacity of Hope, that one? Yeah. Or the other one? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. The book I, that I, I didn't buy. Know. Yeah, it's not important. The book I didn't read. Okay. The book I didn't even check on. Yeah, he just happened to be there and just talked to him for a second. What would you say? I can't remember. I didn't even know he was like, – I just like – I just remember people coming up and getting him to sign things. I was like, hmm, play baseball? 
<laughs> one of those things. Right. Yeah. All right. And, and you met Reagan? Uh, I met Reagan because I used to coach hockey at Burbank mm-hmm. at the uh, the old uh, the old uh, Pickwick Ice Rink, which is very close to here. And he has had a grandson that was playing, and it was right right before he was pretty he was pretty sick, and he used to come watch him every so often. Just kind of, I'm sure he didn't remember anything, but <laughs> yeah, just it was just uh, I had no idea I was even meeting him to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. How'd you meet your wife? I met my wife through a man that I did a movie with. I did a movie called MVP Two, which is Most Valuable Primate Part Two. I feel I've heard I, I, I'm. I know this movie. Do you I watch think. chimpanzees play hockey? I would like to. Well, that's what MVP2 is about. I'm going to need to go see this movie. Oh, you're going to have to. I'm going to have yeah. to. Yeah. It's about a chimpanzee. And it's part two, so there's don't get the first part. He's not in the pros in the first part. Okay. But in the second I'll part, wait. he's in the pros. Now, and is the kind of movie I can just pick up with number two? Uh, Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to pick <laughs> it up. So, yeah, I did this movie, and this guy was uh, brought this girl, and, uh, and I <laughs> was introduced. And about a year later, I somehow ran into her again, and we started dating. Oh, so you just met her, I and met then a year later, you started dating. Yeah. I'm, he was actually dating her at the time. Oh. Yeah. Don't trust me. How did you meet your husband? Oh, it's just my fiance. All right, then. But I met my husband. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first one. Yeah. That's how you always – you should always lead with that. Well, my first husband. Right. was kind of a I dick. know. Now, had you been married before this time? No. Wait, you don't wear a ring. I don't wear a this ring. This is something that comes up on this show frequently. Well, it came up around the time that I was um, dragging everyone through the whole ring, like the whole choosing which what kind of ring, et cetera, process. Um, mm-hmm. My dad is married to my mom. My dad doesn't wear a ring. Right. His father didn't wear a ring. Mm-hmm. I grew up thinking that uh, that men that only some men wear rings, but then I Bankers. came to realize – that almost all men wear rings, yeah. but then I'm like, but I still have friends who don't, but you don't. What's, I don't. What's the I, story my, with that? Ba- my ring is in my travel bag. I do have one. Uh, um, I think it was 40 bucks off of eBay or something we paid for it. Uh, I don't wear it much. I don't like the feel of it. It just I, I know this sounds weird, and it's not got anything to do with the relationship. I feel like I'm drowning. When I have it on, I feel like it's choking me. Like in a weird way. Is it too tight or is uh, it just no, psychological? No, because I, I put even when I put the bigger ones on, I just like, nope, don't like it. Nope, don't like it. So. And your wife is cool with that? She's she's asked me to put it on at certain times, but she's she's under she understands about it. She's like it's in no way is it me trying to pick up other chicks or not trying to be married to her. It's just my dad doesn't wear one either. Right. Uh yeah, I just oh. yeah, so maybe it's a Canadian but thing. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I think uh I I I think I spent enough money on her ring to let her know that I love her. <laughs> so, I don't think my ring is really what keeps us together. How long have you guys been married? Uh, almost two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, uh, kids? Uh, no. We have another dog as well. We have two dogs now, and that's enough. Are you, you? going to have kids? No. Maybe. Are you going to have kids? Yes, I believe so. You believe so? I mean, hopefully. Soon? Well, I would imagine it's going to be so- – <laughs> there's going to be a real vague answer. It'll be sooner I rather imagine. than later. Right. I would think – um, just because I am not that young and I know that it gets harder to have kids as you get older and I just feel like I don't mm-hmm. want it to be that much of a real pain in the ass, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, at the same time, I don't know how you make the decision that now is when I'm ready. Right. I so I don't know. I don't know how you make the decision, but I don't, neither of us are like begging for kids. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but... 
she also works with kids, so she doesn't she doesn't need to you know she gets her fill when she comes home goes to work. So what does she do? She's kids? an occupational uh, behavioral therapist. Oh wow! Yeah, so she deals with some interesting kids. So that's a pretty uh, intense, high stress job, right? Uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. She's got some great stories. <laughs> yeah, she deals with kids from about zero to about thirteen. So kids who have behavioral problems, behavioral or? problems, and. Uh, uh, a lot of eating problems and texture problems, uh, drug addicted kids, uh, like drug addicted because of their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like they're born with addictions. They're born with addictions that they have, they've gotten off, they've been weaned off. Uh, kids that were affected because their parents were addicted to drugs, so they've got problems uh, um, mentally, you know? Right. So, yeah. What are with, texture problems? Uh, not like. She doesn't. Some kids don't like to drink water because it feels weird. Some kids they don't oh, like wow. to touch things. Yeah, she does a lot of eating behavioral things. Oh wow! I never yeah. even. So if they don't like to drink water because it feels weird, what do they do? Uh, some kids will drink nothing but apple juice, which oh. is great for your teeth. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting because she. Uh, I'll I'll go into the back of her uh, her car and I'll find like a box of sand. And a box of rice. And I'm like, what, what was that for? And she's like, oh, we're just feeling it at work today. <laughs> the kids would just be feeling it. So, and then they shave. They put, like, shaving cream on um, balloons and shave. You know, don't well, not with a razor, but, like, right. just touch. They're, like, just getting weird. And so I'm, I'm like, are you with me because I'm autistic? <laughs> <laughs> Am I just a home therapy session? <laughs> so, yeah, she's a good person. Yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, like I'm playing way over my head just with her. And it's <laughs> funny. A friend of mine that I grew up with just seen a picture of me. He's like, you are, sh- you are playing way over your head. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Never marry down. Always marry up. Right? right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's time for Just Me or Everyone. Okay. Song. Here it is. This is the song. Something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. E.A. Cutler 27 says, when I prepare a cup of coffee, I like to pour the cream in the cup and then the coffee. Then I don't have to stir. That is not just you. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. It just depends. Eh. You? I don't know. I, I don't like coffee, but if I was going to oh. do it, I'd have it done for me. Right. Right? It makes That makes the most sense. Yeah. Way to go, E.A. Cutler. Yeah. I decided today, I don't normally engage in this kind of fantasizing about what it'll be like when I own the world. <laughs> but I decided if I ever win the lottery or get really rich, I'm going to have a chauffeur and a makeup artist because I'm tired of driving and I'm tired of putting on makeup. You should hang out with my wife. Really? You guys would get along very well. Is that well. how she feels? That's exactly how she And she's very disappointed that we didn't win the $6, million, $6 billion or whatever it was. Right, right. Yeah, because she – and how how would you do it if you won that kind of money? Would you just do everything and not give a shit and rush through that money? No. Or would you try to keep it forever? Because you can do it two I ways. Know. You can keep your job and still live fun afterwards. Like we don't live badly. So yeah. you could just have a $6 billion freak out. Like Brewster's Millions, you yeah. see that movie? Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> John Candy's got that huge thing right there. That mountain oh, catcher's mitt. I oh. don't know what I'd do. I'd just stop lifting a finger for a, yeah. for a little while. Oh. But then I thought this whole not wanting to drive, not wanting to put on makeup thing. So basically what I'm saying is I just want to be on red eye all the time. Nice. Because they pick you up and do your makeup. Oh, isn't that so fun? Yeah. I like when they pick you up. Have I do you too. Been... It makes me on time. Is what I don't think of myself as a late person. Right. However, I've been working on this 
um, TV project where I have to, and this is where this is coming. You have to drive yourself. I have to drive, and, oh, and I have to put on my makeup, and I have to bring a change of outfits with me. Hold it's, on, is that even TV? It's not, it's, uh, sounds, I know, right? That doesn't sound like the TV I heard of. That's right. It sounds like a student film, for yeah. Christ's sakes. Um, Meet us at the park. <laughs> so so the second time I was late, the producer said to me, are you a late person, Allison? With no judgment in his voice. It was very um, nice right. and accepting. And I said, I don't think so, but I have been late on this. I think it's because I have to do my own makeup and it makes me late. It's like I just, for whatever reason, wasn't allowing enough time for all of that stuff. Because right. I'm really not, I used to be a late person. Can I ask what the show is? It's a, it's a, a pilot, so it's okay. not a, that's why it's so right. on the cheap so um i understand yeah so i don't think that i'm a late person anymore but i have been late are you a punctual person uh no the fact that i made it here on time is crazy i was like i was actually nervous that i wasn't gonna be here on time and i was five minutes early i was like oh god i hope they're not annoyed that i'm five minutes early so no yeah Yeah, wait who would get annoyed at five minutes early uh some people you don't want i I don't know i don't know because i'm always late (laughs) (laughs) never experienced it Uh, before yeah uh no it's uh i come from long beach too right and i never know what kind of mood the freeway is gonna have Uh, yes i used to live in orange county when i first got this job i was commuting from orange county so i know all about that it's (sighs) awful the five has a mind of its own and the 405 is just a dick like that's that's the guy. I just hate the four hundred five so much because. Really, you hate it more than the five. Uh, the five, it's okay. The four hundred five. That if if you like had went to school, the four hundred five is the guy that kicks you in the nuts every so often, <laughs> and the five is just you know he's a good guy. Yeah. You say hi to him every so often. Sometimes he's cranky, but four hundred five just punches you in the face all the time. For our listeners, Dean Prince across, on the East Coast and elsewhere, what are the personalities of the seven ten and the six hundred five? <laughs> seven ten, you're gonna. Um, it's gonna be. Uh, there's going to be a Mexican yell at you on <laughs> 710. And 605, you're probably going to end up pulling off and going to a car dealership because there's nothing but car dealerships yeah. on the 605. And I'm always like, we got to get a new car. <laughs> we got to go. I can't believe. Look at the prices of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been tricked. I actually bought my wife's car from, off the 605. I'm like, let's go there. I had no idea. And I won't even say what kind of company it was. I had no idea they had one of these down here. So. Maybe I need to go to the off. So I'm I'm looking for a new car, but probably used one, a new used car. Right. Um, maybe I need to just try to go somewhere on the six hundred five and end up with a new car. Yeah, yeah. I, there's an auto mall. There's more than one auto mall on the six six hundred five. Yeah. It's crazy. See, I was also I realized this early. I had a lot of realizations today. Um, which is I want a car that's fun to drive. So fun to drive that I won't mind traffic, and I don't think that's possible. I mm. think there's various levels of hating traffic. Name three cars that you'd like to drive. Um, that I would like to drive or that I do like to drive? Because I don't know. All I that know, you'd like to have. That oh. you'd like to own. There's a way to get a car where you stop hating traffic for like seven or eight months. Eventually, That's what I want. Eventually is- it becomes your car and then traffic's just traffic and it's always going to suck. But I, when I got my car, I, I still don't care about traffic. Yeah. It's, it, it's starting to wear on me now, but for a Here's while. Here's the problem, though. When yeah. you test drive a car yeah. at a dealership, they don't, you can't drive it enough to really know. Like, okay, I, I enjoy driving this car when I'm going speeds of 50 or less and on these little streets around the dealership. Do you, you just ask them? Do you yeah, say, you I just, just need them. to drive this more? Yeah, you just tell them. I need to take this on the freeway for a while. It's probably going to be 20 minutes. And you're not going to get a no. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You just... You, you don't. I need to, to go ask, get stuck in traffic. Yeah, no. Like I, we, 
We I have, told the guy I wanted to go on the freeway, and he was like, "There's traffic," and I was like, "I sit in traffic. Yeah, I need to go sit in where, traffic." Where most do you live? Uh, I now I live up Beechwood Canyon um, under the Hollywood sign, but this was in the valley, kind of in like the Encino area. So you would you would end up on the free? Which which is worse in like uh, surface street traffic or freeway traffic? I think freeway traffic. Do you fall asleep? I fall asleep. Have you ever fallen asleep? I have fallen asleep, but it wasn't because I was in traffic. It's because I was really tired. But. Like, I fall asleep when, you know, when you get that traffic where it stops. Like, yeah. I know on the way home, I'll nod off at least once and touch somebody's bumper. Really? I know for sure. Yeah. Wow. And you that's, just just gets that's so, just me or everyone. Because it gets boring. Oh, yeah. It's just so boring. I know. You're just like, what? Do you ever check Twitter or look at your phone or anything illegal like that? No. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you don't. I, but it also, uh, if we have two different cars, and you're, I'm sure you're, you're, the guy you're about to marry you has his own car as well, right? Yes, he does. Is his car nicer than yours? Oh, oh, oh my God, yes. He has a BMW. I have a Honda from 1894. Okay, okay. So I bought a Range Rover. My wife now has a Range Rover, and I drive a Honda Accord. I drive a Honda. I just had a stroke in the middle. Yeah. Of it. I drive a Honda Accord. Wait, what year is your Honda Accord? It's, Mine's actually '98. Uh, jeez, I don't even. I think it might be a 2004 or something oh, like that. Fancy. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Girl, but and when I drive the other car, I'm like, satellite radios, cool. Yes, seat warmers. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, air conditioning. Yeah, it is bullshit. I don't even. Yeah, uh, I bet. Does, does her car even take a key? Uh, <laughs> Not that I mind a key, but I feel like cars no, don't even need hers, keys anymore. Hers doesn't, and I have I have the uh, key mm-hmm. that has the dead battery in it, so I have to put it in the also into the yeah yeah. I don't even I I get raped on the way to my car because she didn't replace the battery. <laughs> Do you like your Honda Accord? It's not bad. Like all all I've ever had are Honda Accords, but oh. that I mean I've had two different Honda Accords, and I liked my first one, and this one I've hated ever since I've had it, and it people might wonder well, why have you had it. For this so whole long. time, I was in New York for eight years, and my car was out here. Yeah. yeah. So when I came back, it was nice that I still had the car from before. But it is, um, like I can feel it shifting. Uh-huh. It's an automatic, but it like it's, it's shimmies. For, it's from the beginning. It's done that though. When I turn, like it just it it handle it does not handle well at all. Huh. But I remember driving someone's '99. So just one year later, the same car, and that one handled well. Like I don't know if mine's a lemon. Yeah, I've hated this car for so long. You haven't been able to drive Daniel's car, have you? No, it's a stick shift. But I think that I'm going to try soon because I do know how to drive stick, just not well. But I think I might try to drive his car. Yeah, you're more than welcome to try mine if you want. It's similar. I might. You're more than welcome. Thank you. I I didn't mean to offer that. Oh, thank you. Seriously, if you're looking for a new car, by by all means, check some shit out. I'm not going to pressure you the way a salesman. Here's 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 my idea. Why have do card uh, do like uh, does GM or Ford or BMW do they own car rental places? Does I don't anybody think so. know? Wouldn't that be the logical uh, the logical promotion for their vehicles? Yes. To own a car, right? Dealer? Why that, is it only cars that you would never buy that right. you can rent? I got one on the weekend. That's this, such a good point. This guy gave us one. He's like, "Hey, you want to have some fun this weekend?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, what? Like, it's, like this is the creepiest." Car rental place I've ever been to because it's my last day here. I'll give you the I'll give you the the supercar or whatever. And it was a a, f- a Dodge Challenger, which basically <laughs> looks like it's from the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. But it was so fun to drive. Was it, it really? Was so fun. It look fun. Yeah, it was so fun. I was like, I'd get one of these. This would be way better than the Honda, right? But in my head, I'm like, why don't car yeah. companies? Isn't that just way right. cheaper than those fucking stupid commercials they make? I think it's because people beat the shit out of those cars. Yeah, but it's it, but it, still, wouldn't it be a write off? Yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, I mean, wait, now what was fun about the Dodge? It, it just drove so great, and it was the gas was good, and mm-hmm. it was just like it went fast, and it had everything in it, and. Young boys just like gave me the thumbs up all over the place. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, all right." And I'm like, "Man, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I felt really cool about it. Now yeah. in Long Beach, aren't there a bunch of classic cars around there? Yeah, there's a lot of classic cars. We live on the uh, peninsula. Do you know where that is? No. Like, you think I would? We we almost touch Seal Beach where okay. I live, and you can't get to Seal Beach because it's a peninsula. But right. it's, I had no idea it existed until my wife was like, "If you want to be with me, you're going to move south." I'm like, I right. wouldn't. I grew up around the area. I should know. Gary, you're nodding. Do I know the peninsula? <laughs> yeah, you do. It's, yeah. Belmont Shore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. Oh, it's nice there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Naples, nice that area. area. Yes. Yes, that, yeah. I do know. We just lucked out. We just found a place. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm a dance 14. Always check everyone's windshield wiper speed before setting mine. Nope. I don't do that. What? That makes no sense at all. Nope. <laughs> she checks... To see what everybody else around her is doing? Yeah. Well, come on, Pansy. <laughs> what the hell? All right. How do you, <laughs> you can't I do that said, while driving on the freeway. I know. What are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> What's your station on? <laughs> Plain Song 07. Just me, I look up wedding registries of made-up names. I also dare myself to look at the last page of a book I am about to read. Uh, I don't look up wedding registries of made-up nope. names, but I do look at the last page of yes. books. You do too? Yep. Gary, do you? Hoping for a picture. Uh, not so much on the books, but the wedding registries all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and no, by I, the I way, the book thing. I, <laughs> this is, might be out of date when this airs, but I feel so vindicated in my decision to not watch Game of Thrones anymore. Have you seen last night's episode yet? Yes. I know what happened. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, but oh, okay. I saw there was a midget on it. And you're done? <laughs> yeah. It's such a great show, but it's recently become so relentlessly gory and upsetting that I had to to jump off that train a few episodes ago. But now everyone – like last night on Twitter, more than – I wanted to see people were talking about Mad Men, but everyone was talking about how off – I mean how good but how hard to watch this particular Game of Thrones episode was. I mean someone tweeted something about just finished Game of Thrones. Why isn't my therapist picking up? (laughs) <laughs> and I was so Daniel watched it on his iPad while I was sitting there. He was sitting there with the with the the uh, with headphone or with earbuds in, and I watched him go, oh, <gasps> like he freaked out while watching. I wanted no to way. reach. It was like watching someone having be like having a bad dream. Right. I wanted to reach out and say, "Are you okay?" But the the dog who was in my lap was freaking out watching him freak out. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Pretty That's bad, all, right? It was fucked up. It's, yeah, it's not that it was. I don't think people are freaking out because it was so gory. It was just very dramatic in the story. There was a large change and a lot yeah. of death. Yeah. Dramatic. <laughs> mm. All right. I don't know. I know. I don't know why I never got into it. I just never got into it. Do you watch Mad Men? I don't, and I probably should. Right. Oh yeah. No, but, I'm sorry to be that person, but you. Do should. I? Do I have to go all the way back to the beginning? You don't have to, but I think you want to. You yeah, want to? She's huh? right. Netflix. Yeah. Is okay. it on Netflix? Is it on? I don't know. I'm just. We don't know. But if it is... If anybody from Netflix can contact us. Yeah. All right. Woodloaf. I always feel a certain revulsion when given no other choice than dish soap to wash my hands. Yes. Yep. I'm with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you don't know... Even though it's stupid, you know the soap is clean because it's soap. Right. You're like, is it clean? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Dan the Dodge. Whenever I pay for something with cash instead of credit card, I feel like everyone in line thinks I'm poor. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't have that. But I. But if it was like, 
I do, if ever I'm trying to pay for something with exact change, I feel like maybe I'm holding people up. Yeah. Because I can't, yeah. I can never find the right coins under pressure. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like coins. It's yeah. a pain in the ass. Mad Men is on Netflix, by the way. So They got rid that. of the penny in Canada. Good. I heard. How do great is that? It? No, it's awesome. That's amazing. You can still use it if you have them, but they, I love that they round up things. Like, nothing drives me more than when somebody cranks open, you know, when they have to break open a whole roll of pennies. I'm like, oh, can you just give me a nickel for Christ's sake? Yeah. Uh, just, I feel like yelling at people sometimes. Go, go, the mimic says, every time I close my garage door, I'm sorry, I'm so distracted by the fact that I'm trying to wonder, I'm trying to figure out if Mad Men, and I don't know how to phrase the question. I'm just going to, just going to say it. Is Might black Mad people Men on <laughs> be on Hulu Plus because they are a sponsor on this show? Yes, yeah, so you're, you're trying to find that out too? Yeah, that's why, yeah. Oh, okay. They're on Netflix. We'll, uh, we'll look into Hulu Plus. Sorry. But you sorry, guys, sorry. sign up for Hulu Plus. Okay. Hulu Plus sounds fantastic. Yeah. More energy. Hulu Plus is awesome. <laughs> but now I'm trying to remember what the promo code is. Gary, find out for me so I can throw that in. If you would. Go, go. Oh, every time I close my garage door, I am paralyzed by the fear of the door coming down on my car. No, I don't have that. No. Because I don't park in a garage. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because I, I don't have the electronic <laughs> door yeah. closed. Yeah. Now, okay, yeah. we don't either. Um. Yeah. And I so Daniel parks in the garage and I park not in the garage because um, who cares what happens to my car? Right, you're hoping but, it gets stolen. <laughs> yeah, Terrible. but at the beginning I was parking in the garage and I do find it a pain in the ass to lift the garage up manually. It is with my annoying. whole not wanting to lift a finger thing. Yeah, it is not helping you become a billionaire. <laughs> right. Um, we have the thing where you have to pull it open. We can't park inside. The, we have all our stuff inside the garage, oh, so that's I why see. we don't do it. But right. But I've never been that terrified because I kind of. Know when I park in a garage, I know that I get the car all the way in. Yeah. And that usually means the car is not going to get hit by the door. So right. you should check your measurements. Yes. All right. Hulu. Oh. <laughs> Hulu, HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison or click the banner at AllisonRosen.com and you can watch all sorts of shows. Fortunately, Mad Men is not one of them. But it's still worth it. Okay. McAndrew2002. Hi, guys. How many tweets from the same person before you feel stalked? Mm. Um, it really depends. I could get an infinity of tweets from someone and not feel stalked, or I can get two from someone else and feel stalked. It depends how creepy and stalkery the person is. Mm, yeah. And it's also what they say. Yes, that, that, that has a lot well. to do with it. Yeah. Or, and if they put a location from yeah. their tweet. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. in yeah. your bathroom, outside your house. <laughs> Trent Jackson, too. The passenger side electric car window is used more, so it's less likely the driver's side window gets stuck open if it breaks. No, I don't have that. Although the passenger's... I think he's saying that he puts the passenger side window up and down more to put more wear on that one. No. (laughs) That that can't happen. That means people are driving from the passenger side. That's what that means. That means there's less people on the driver's side. There's always going to be more people on the driver's side. No, he means if he's going to put down a window, he puts down the passenger side window with uh, with the... is that what he's saying or is he thing. saying it? She's right. That's what okay. he's saying. He's okay. saying when I put the windows down, I don't put the one next to me down because when it breaks, I want the one near me to still be able to work. Well, you that's should really not. think about doing other things if that's what he's concentrating on. Get a god if we get a good <laughs> get a good mechanic. Well, my passenger side window won't go it, it did break on its way down, so I got it back up and now I won't ever put it down again because I'm afraid it'll get stuck. Do you open. ever get- So, I when I talk to people while I'm driving and they're, you know, 
which happens so frequently, I have to put down the back window and yell to them through that. Oh. That's the kind of luxury I drive in. Let's go back three tweets. That's when you feel poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is when you feel yes. poor. When your back window has to go down. Now, do you get nervous about your dog? Does your dog like to hang out the window? No. I still. We still put the dog in a little carrier. Oh, But I on. feel like I know. It's time. I don't want to put him in the carrier anymore. Mm-hmm. I've actually – I took him as – I just to see what would happen, I put him – in the passenger seat on a leash, and we went on like a slow little drive around the neighborhood, and he was totally fine. Um, I just, I don't, yeah, at what point do you decide it's time? I think it's just time. Okay. I think it's time. But then you hear people say like, well, it's so much safer for them. We're babying him. It's so so much much safer safer if they're in a carrier. Is he going to get mugged? No, like if there's a car accident, I don't know what. No, could I don't believe. I don't believe that. Or when he in could, the case, I like. I, I'm, he could jump just, down just, by the pedals. But there's just no nowhere in a car that's really safe for a dog. I don't. Yeah, even, not when even it's in the a cage, roof. you're like, so it's just going to tumble in a cage, like you know, one way or another. You're right. You're right. The little crate. I think he should turn off the airbags though if he's sitting in the front. Uh, right. Like, does your car allow you to turn off the airbags? Sorry, I didn't mean to brag. <laughs> <laughs> That's fancy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I turn off the passenger airbags so I don't wear out the driver's airbags. <laughs> but I do put him in the crate on the seat where he's facing me so I can look at him while I drive, which is unsafe for all parties involved. Okay. So we can have a conversation. Mm. Do you want to go left or right? Come on. <laughs> Snuggle Pig Dog says, is it just me? Going back to the bed at night from the bathroom, I speed up as I near my as I get near my bed, avoiding under the bed monsters. Mm. That's I don't do that. That's just you. Not Actually, anymore. I slow down and I. <laughs> You're tempting the monsters. No, I slow down and I begin to walk in this really like weird way because <laughs> I don't quite know where the edge of the bed oh. is and I don't know where the edge of the dresser is and I don't want to stuff. I don't want to hurt myself. Yeah, yeah. so I, I walk like a drunk person. When you first, it sounded like you were dancing. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> give, give, your, give your man a little dance before you come back to bed. Yeah. Hey, guess who just peed in there? <laughs> All right, here's a question. All right, I pee multiple times in the night. Daniel, I don't think in the whole time that I have been with him, he's peed in the middle of the night like once. Do you sleep through the night? Uh, I do it about once or sometimes twice. But for a man, it's completely different, right? If you're peeing more than once or um, more than three times a night, there's a problem. Probably. But yeah. but I can't. I mean, but a woman, I... you guys got no prostate. Right. Mm-hmm. So but, you're fine. But so you normally will pee at least once in the night. Yeah, once a night, yeah. He... Normally makes it all the way through the night without peeing. I can't imagine that. Gary, are you, do you get up? No, not not frequently. Really? Once or twice a week. In general. Yeah, not even, even during the day, he pees yeah. once or twice a week. Just once but here's my question week. for you. Do, like are shower? you sure? Because you might just be asleep and oh, not even notice. I'm, oh, I'm going to have to ask him. Ask him. I think I'm a pretty a light sleeper. sleeper, so I feel like... You would notice. I, yeah. And here's the other thing, and I'm not trying to be... Um, uh, I know. I'm not trying to be. What's the word? I can't think of the word. So today, all my under. I was washing my underwear, and I had. Finally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was time, but I I had to take Oliver for a walk, and I was like, well, I guess I just won't wear underwear. And while while not wearing underwear, taking the dog on the walk, I realized, wow, this is so much more comfortable. And then my mind flashed back to when I found – I used to play in a band and I remember finding out that 
Uh, the other women in the band didn't wear underwear, and I thought, really, I didn't know it was that optional. And I just figured that's just them. But I'm just wondering, how many people don't wear underwear? Like, that's their thing. Their thing is just not wearing underwear. I think it's more women than guys. That do or don't. That don't. I think, right? really? I feel like a lot of guys don't. Really? I, that would be my reaction, too. But I know guy, I know some guys who don't wear underwear. It's I, weird. Mm, um, I don't know. I, I think I think... I think women a lot of times don't wear underwear because you're so weird about, oh, is there lines? Yeah. And stuff like that. So I think you go without underwear and stuff weird, and you wear weird things that are, they're kind of like underwear, but they're not. They just kind of go the whole body. You don't even know that I'm. Oh, so, the whole, yeah. yeah. So, I need to get me some of those. The whole body yeah. bra stocking thing. Yeah. And so, but men, I think we have boxers or briefs or for gay guys thongs. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Do you wear underwear? I wear I underwear. Do. I wear yeah, boxers. Absolutely. I only I wear boxers unless I'm going to the gym. Then I then I tame the hog and wear the <laughs> <laughs> wear the wear the uh, the jockeys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies, Ladies, underwear. Let me know. What's the word? It's a very common word. Vulva. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to be. It's it's a it's a synonym with uh synonym. I can't speak. It's a, it's similar to titillating. I'm not trying to be titillating. I'm not trying to be shocking. I'm not trying yes, to Yes, but it's not it, but, but shocking but in a more sexual. I'm not trying to be licentious. Is not the no, no. and these are all similar to the word. Okay. I hate when a very obvious word just slips away. Hmm. God damn it. Hmm. I'm not trying to be prurient. No, that's not the word either. That was oh, a well. good one though. That was Thank you. that was fucking brilliant. I that feel word. I feel okay. Can I Text in next week. Do you feel dumb when you're on a show and somebody brings out a word that just impresses you? Because that was impressive. Oh, thank you. Nice. Good work. Well, this has been very fun. Ian, plug what you want to plug. I have Tell the Ian where they can Bag find you. Show. I have the Ian Bag Show, which is on iTunes. I'd love it if people listened and reviewed it okay. because I hear that's very important. It is important. Um, and you also can go just to the IanBagShow.com. Uh, I have the Showtime special that's running right now at different times on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a hold of me at Ian Bag on uh, Twitter. That would be nice. And like B-A-G-G. me B-A-G-G. I-A-N-B-A-G-G. And I say stupid things, so if you follow me, please don't be offended in the first couple of days. <laughs> Does that I hate when a lot? People, Yeah, some people, I, I had no idea you were going to say that. I apologize. It's kind of what I do. Yeah. So, yeah, I just say what things that I feel. Oh like my gosh! You know what? We should we have something that we like to say to people who are offended when they shouldn't be. Hey, hey, hey! Go fuck yourself. That's awesome. And that—that that is, is how I feel. Is available. That's a not only is it a segment that we often do on the show, but we didn't do today. But I feel like we kind of did right now. But it is available as a ringtone. How exciting would that oh, be if that was your ringtone ring or a text tone? And you can get that from your iPhone if you. Search "Hey, go fuck yourself" in the iTunes Store. That'd be a good one for when you get a tweet. That's what. That's, yes. that's the noise you get. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also have a special bonus episode of this show available, which you can purchase in the comedy album section of the iTunes Store. It was recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. It's a dollar mm. ninety nine, but it's easily like four dollars worth of comedy. It's a Just deal. those two guys Steel. and you. I would say that's a twelve dollar album right there. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty brilliant. I know. The podcast festival, yeah. How how great is that? Do you know about it? No, I don't know about it, but it sounds like it's in a field. (laughs) Close. It was in what Marina Del Rey. Yeah, it was in a hotel in Marina Del Rey. It was like a field. Will you guys come do my show? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. We, we do it at the uh, at the old Herald Examiner building downtown. That sounds neat. Really? That's cool. Yeah, we just kind of, uh, my buddy. You send a photo? Yeah, I'll send a photo. <laughs> it looks like you're in Baghdad, just to let you know, just before you get there. Don't be frightened. That's be- I just send a picture of a soldier. Turn left when you find him. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have you guys on. All right. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, thank you so much. This was super fun. And you can you so you me. can follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Bag. You can follow me at Allison Rosen. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. And you can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, I love you guys. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. Digital.